Welcome to Level 33, a podcast that explores a path towards better living. My name is Kim, and I started this project as a way to share my journey towards wellness, self-love, and purposeful living, and in hopes that it may inspire others along their respective journeys as well. Follow along as I share lessons learned and continue to curate ideas that support the harmonization of mind, body, and soul. Hi, welcome back to this week's episode of Level 33. Today's topic is something I feel extremely passionate about, which is practicing intentional presence. This topic came up as a concept for me within the past year as I began really asking myself which interactions charged me and made me feel expansive versus the ones that left me feeling depleted, unseen, and generally just icky. At first, of course, I thought I was just being hypersensitive, but actually, I began doing research and found a lot of literature on this very topic. Today, we are going to chat about how your phone may be interfering with your relationships, romantic, platonic, and the one you have with yourself. I invite you to close your eyes and imagine with me. You're going to dinner with a friend. You wait out front to meet them before walking in together. Once they are there, you check in with the hostess and follow them to your table. You look around as you are being led through the restaurant. You make note of the cute bar, the decor, how every table has a candle and a small bud vase with a single stem. There is a buzz in the air filled by lively conversations or the desires for such. You hear bits and pieces here and there each snippet inviting your curiosity to imagine, to wonder about the backstory. You make note of couples that you think are on their first dates, outfits you think are cute, smiles that are returned. Did you notice? Did you notice any of that? Or were you looking at your phone? You make it to your table. Where do you put your bag? Is there a hook strategically placed underneath the table? Those are my favorite. An extra chair to place your belongings on. Part of the booth that will hold your needs. Say you hang your bag on the hook. Do you grab your phone out of the bag? No. Is that because it's been in your hand and is already on the table? Where is your phone when you're having dinner with a close friend? Where is your phone if you're having dinner with a loved one? Where is your phone when you're having dinner with a small group. Now here's a twist. Say you're at dinner with a mentor, your boss, or on a first date. Where's your phone now? Why is that? I can't answer that for you, but I can invite you to get curious about why you are okay with letting some people third wheel the dinner date you're having with your phone. I'll give you a few facts and pointers to mend that overly codependent relationship you have with your phone so you can deepen the real-life relationships right in front of you, the ones with others and the one with yourself. Your phone, the device that connects us with one another, is the most modern double-edged sword ever. For on the one hand, it allows you to text, call, and see a loved one in real time. Out of state, 
out of country, doesn't matter. Just a quick text or phone call away. It provides people the ability to work from anywhere and increases social support by making community accessible at your fingertips. But on the other hand, it can take you away from the person sitting right across the table from you. In fact, the interpersonal disconnection caused by technology has been studied by social scientists and psychologists alike. There's plenty of research that explores the impact of phones and technology in general, in overall romantic relationship satisfaction, as well as the impact of distracted parenting. In other words, phones and the impact it has on family dynamics. While digging into this topic, I came across three very cool terms. The first being technoference, second being absent presence, and the third being phone snubbing. You know when you come across words that so succinctly summarize an array of emotions, thoughts, and ideas? That's how I felt when I discovered these words. It was like research Christmas for me. Let's start with technoference. Technoference is shorthand for technology-based interference, which encompasses everyday intrusions and interruptions of technology and relationships. I understand this as a large umbrella that includes distractions from phones, Apple Watches, iPads, basically all the tech. The second term I came across was absent presence. Absence presence. Absent presence, oh, say that three times really fast, is a term used to describe when someone is physically present but mentally absorbed into their phone. The third term, phone snubbing or pubbing, I don't really like that. I'm going to say phone snubbing, is the tendency to pay more attention to your phone than the people you're with. This term was developed in 2012 by professional wordsmiths and poets who were tasked to find the term to describe this, and I quote, poorly perceived behavior, end quote. Okay, so let's put this into play. You are sitting across the table from a friend you haven't seen in a few weeks. As busy professionals, it's like a game of high-level Tetris when you both try to align your schedules. So when it does happen, you want to relish in that victory. And feel free to replace a friend with your significant other if this helps you better understand this concept. So you sit down, you're at dinner, you ask a question, she answers, but mid-answer, her phone buzzes. She breaks eye contact. Her words begin to trail as she attempts to continue carrying the conversation while responding to a text. You let it slide. The conversation continues, and she asks you for an update on your life. You begin recounting a terrible first date from last week, or something that went wrong at work, only to notice that her phone, which is face-up, lit up again, and her attention, once more, diverts from you to the phone. You contemplate saying a string of gibberish words to see if she's even paying attention but decide to just pause. She notices and encourages you to continue while she responds to texts, and you decide to keep things surface level, as she nods and mutters, yeah, yeah, 
Wow. Because how awkward is it to tell another adult to put their phone away? Or at least have it face down during a dinner? Okay, so what just happened? First, there was technoference in the sense that phone notifications interrupted the flow of conversation. In those moments, your friend was absent, present, because they were physically in front of you, but mentally engrossed in reading and responding to a notification. Overall, her behavior can be described as phone snubbing, as she was choosing to pay more attention to her phone than hearing what you had to share. Now I'm going to ask you, how many times have you seen this? How many times have you been the phone snubber? How many times have you allowed for technoference during quality time with someone you love? So there's more. Let's talk a bit about the impact technoference, absent presence, and phone snubbing has on relationships. Psychology Today published an article titled, Is Technoference Damaging Your Relationships? Saying phone snubbing is associated with feelings of rejection and decrease in relationship satisfaction. In fact, quote, when someone is texting or scrolling through feeds while we're talking to them, it leaves us feeling devalued and inconsequential, if not downright upset, end quote. There's also research on the impact of technoference on parent-child relationships. Interestingly enough, research suggests that the more a parent is engrossed in their phones, the more trouble a child can get into, and the more the child might have to work to gain the parent's attention. Additionally, there was a study in 2014 where a psychologist monitored conversations of 100 couples in a coffee shop and identified the iPhone effect, stating that, quote, the mere presence of a smartphone, even if not in use, just as an object in the background, degrades private conversations, making partners less willing to disclose deep feelings and less understanding of each other, end quote. Relationship researcher John Gottman has found that there are unstructured minor moments, interludes, that we share with our friends and loved ones. This is the time that we spend in one another's company where we can offer observations that invite conversation or laughter or another type of response that actually holds the most potential for building closeness and a sense of connection. Technoference destroys these moments by preventing them from even happening. Not a cute picture, right? But we've all been on both sides of that table. Let's take it a step further. What does our phone use in the presence of others say about our relationship with ourselves? I would argue, a lot. The friends that I don't experience phone snubbing with are also the friends who are extremely mindful and highly introspective. Now, I'm not running any academic studies, But I can't help but ask, why are the people who prioritize being present and who prioritize deep, meaningful connections, the ones who have their phones put away during our time together? Are the ones who are always on their phones while with me also on their phones when they're alone? Scrolling, 
Could technoference also impact your relationship with yourself? Because you aren't actually sitting in your own company if you're constantly reaching for a distraction. I don't have the answers to that. Just guesses. But if you recognize yourself as a phone snubber or a victim of phone snubbing and want to improve the quality of your relationships, here are a few things you can do. One, designate phone free time with friends and loved ones. Listen, I know there are scenarios where having your notifications on and phone near is necessary, but generally, I think phone-free interactions would be rather beneficial as it will invite unstructured minor moments that help build closeness. In fact, I asked for a phone-free birthday dinner for my 31st birthday, which invited a lot of interesting conversations and some resistance. I enjoyed myself and the enriching conversations that were had. Some things to keep in mind. Some people may freak out while you're out to dinner and have your phone on do not disturb. Or simply because you aren't responding at the speed of light. To which I wonder, what does that say about what we've normalized? Is it that we have normalized being available at the drop of a hat? Is it that we are engaged in dynamics where a slow or delayed response automatically means something detrimental? When did we place so much emphasis on being just a phone call away? But Kim, what if it's a group of people, some that I know and some that I don't? What if the conversation is boring? To which I say, now, does that have to do with being unplugged or a combination of your phone dependency and maybe an opportunity to develop conversational skills. I think it's the latter. It never hurts to practice, wait for it, connecting with other human beings. Two, designate phone-free areas in your home. Of all the articles I read in preparing for this episode, many relationship counselors recommend keeping phones out of the bedroom. Does that freak you out? Why? Ask yourself. Three, designate a phone free time for yourself. This can look like not checking your phone for the first hour of your morning or going on a walk without your phone. Or, like what I just did recently, take yourself out to dinner and put your phone away and really just sit with yourself. Because like I said before, you can only show up for people at the level you've shown up for yourself. Which means you are more likely to give a loved one undistracted quality time if you have given yourself that. And that's all I have for you this week. Thanks for joining. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, like, share, and rate this podcast. Make sure to subscribe to my newsletter, info in the show notes, to stay up to date with Level 33. As always, stay curious, stay kind.